Welcome to another episode of Max's Mad World of Sports. Today I'm going to be talking about the Mamba mentality. And I've wanted to do a Kobe Bryant tribute episode for a very, very long time. But in recent light and seeing what's happened around the world, seeing what's happened to people that are unemployed, people that are turning to different forms of hope, uh, psychologically, mentally, people are trying to find uh, just a ray of light and a beam of hope and a beacon within themselves to center themselves during this time during a pandemic, racial injustice, an election year, all these things. So when I recorded this episode on Monday, September 21st, 2020, I wanted to talk about Mamba Mentality. We saw last night, Anthony Davis hit a game-winning shot to win a ball game, and he yelled Kobe immediately after. And Kobe has stuck with the Lakers, my Lakers. I am a Lakers fan, there is no doubt. I'm from Los Angeles, so gotta like the real team, not that fake Clippers team, right? But today I really wanna get into the mob mentality and what it means. It is gonna feel a little Tony Robbins. It is gonna feel like a little bit of a self-help <laughs> podcast for a minute. But I think there are important things to highlight, not only in this world of sports that Kobe had a huge influence on, but also your daily life. Let's get started. If you really want to be great at something, you have to truly care about it. If you want to be great in a particular area, you have to obsess over it. A lot of people say they want to be great, but they're not willing to make the sacrifices necessary to achieve greatness. They have other concerns, whether they're important or not, and they spread themselves out. That's totally fine. After all, greatness is not for everybody. What I'm saying is greatness isn't easy to achieve. It requires a lot of time, a lot of sacrifices. It requires a lot of tough choices. It requires your loved ones to sacrifice too. So you have to have an understanding circle of family and friends. People don't always understand just how much effort from how many people goes into one person chasing a dream to be great. There's a fine balance between obsessing about your craft and being there for your family. It's akin to walking a tightrope. Your legs are shaky and you're trying to find your center. Whenever you lean too far in one direction, you correct your course and end up overleaning in the other direction. So you correct by leaning the other way again. That's the dance. You can't achieve greatness by walking a straight line. Respect to those who do achieve greatness and respect to those who are chasing that elusive feeling. Kobe Bryant. I definitely wanted to kick this episode off with a quote from the Mamba Mentality book from Kobe. It's one of my favorite quotes. And it really illustrates the fact that um, you have to work hard at everything you do. And I know this is a sports podcast. And you see it, if you're a fan of any team you're passionate, whether it's from soccer to hockey, baseball, football, basketball, you can kind of see effort. You're old enough to understand when someone is giving 100%. You look at the Miami Heat currently in the playoffs, which no one had picked them to go to the NBA Finals. Some of the uh, NBA insiders had, and that's because they saw the grit and determination. And if you're a Jimmy Butler fan like I am, you just see that that guy hustles 100% all the time. 
And then you look at somebody like Giannis or people on the Milwaukee Bucks that kind of gave up a little bit in that series. The biggest thing we saw um, a little over a week ago at the time that this podcast was recorded, the Clippers folded. And you're like, how is that possible on paper, on paper, on paper? And my point with that is, is that paper only gets you so far. I don't know if you've ever heard the quote, that's why they play the games. We are sacked with analysis, predictions. I mean, I do it on this show. It's kind of why I do it. But nothing is ever settled until you actually do the work. How many times have you been in your job, whatever it may be, and someone comes on board, like a new person, and they have all these accolades, the email goes out, or the office memo goes out, and it just has highlight on highlight on highlight of the resume for that person. And then you have these expectations. And the expectations are sometimes not met because that person might be a little rude, arrogant, crude, whatever it may be. Or sometimes you meet that person and you are completely enthralled by them, and you are like, I will go to the ends of the earth with this person. Leadership. That's true leadership, right? Um, I don't care what job you work in. Even if it's, you know, I worked at McDonald's for six months. Even if it's the guy that knows how to, you know, throw the buns in the, into the, uh, initiate, initiate the station is what we called it, and get stuff going on the burgers and things like that. If that guy is killing it, making you have a good time, doing his job well, just that little part of the job well, you automatically earn, that person has earned your respect and you have this big thing called trust. And I think that's a little bit, a little bit shaky in the world we're living in right now. You know, trust with our elected officials, trust with our, definitely our police officers and people that are, you know, supposed to protect us. Uh, Trust with friends and family where they are in this world and what they're thinking. But I love the Mamba mentality because it's not about the outside world. It's about you. It's about what are you going to do? Because the only thing that we can control is what we do every day as ourselves. External factors are way beyond our control. Though some of us like to think that we have control over those things, we just really, in reality, just do not. That's just not the case. And when you look at yourself and you want to work on yourself to be better than you were yesterday, that's where the Mamba mentality comes in. And also the fear that everyone has, the doubt that everyone has lingering in their gut, it has to be suppressed somehow. And whether that's through physical exertion, a lot of people like to exercise, or if that's through therapy, people like to talk about it, or if that's through self-help books or uh, you know, eating well, things of that nature, you're taking care of you. And the more that you can take care of you, the better equipped you are going to be to take care of others. That's the truth. And when Kobe first stepped into the league, obviously majorly talented, extremely talented. But he had a a bit of an arrogant problem because of the talent. And talent is the thing you need to just get you into the bar. It doesn't actually mean you'll get a drink from the bartender. You have to have the it factor to get that. 
And so Kobe had to learn after Shaq left that he needed to be better. If you've seen The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan's a scorer. He always wants the ball. Winners always want the ball, right? But Phil had to teach him, you have to make everyone around you better and you have to be accountable for your actions. Accountability is a big, big deal. It's something that a lot of us when we're young don't really feel like we need. We have some responsibility, like maybe we, you know, we finish our homework or you know, at least attend school, you know, um, but some of us don't really have that accountability factor. Responsibility, take out the trash, you know, maybe walk the dog, uh, pick up some groceries for your mom or do those simple things, responsibilities and, and managing your money from your summer job or whatever. If you don't, um, you know, you're not, you're going to be broke and you're not going to be able to do whatever, wake up on time. I can go on and on, but accountability is something different. When you fuck up, who do you blame? Do you, do you blame the person next to you or closest to you? Do you blame the coworker that was initiating kind of whatever task you needed to at hand? Or this is the one fun thing in college. I hated group projects. Do you blame the group project participants that you, you know, didn't get as good a grade as you thought you did? Really look at yourself and go, am I holding myself accountable? And that's something that great players over time have to learn and develop is their own accountability. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, yes, even Tom Brady or Joe Montana or an Aaron Rodgers. Accountability when things don't go your way. Losing and failing are the greatest teachers in life. And you have this instant gratification in this country. And I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast outside of the United States, but I can only speak to in this country, we have this instant gratification trigger. We just, we just love to be instantly gratified from ordering from Postmates and Uber Eats very quickly to going to McDonald's, getting that quick drive through meal. Uh, to getting things now, instant clicking on the streaming sites, whatever and whatnot. You know, not really appreciating the journey of even just going to the grocery store, which can be a pain in the ass, trust me, especially in, during this pandemic. It's been, it's been uh, an experience of peaks and valleys. But the thing that I'm relating to sports and the Kobe Mamba mentality is that it doesn't, you are training yourself so much that it won't affect you or it has little effect on you. That you are so centered in yourself that whatever comes at you, even if it's a hurricane, you will only slightly move and you will not crumble under pressure. That's the mama mentality. That's what Kobe Bryant was so good at is because no matter how many poor shooting games, and as someone that grew up watching him, I can tell you there were a lot where he would be like nine for 30 or 10 for 35 or something like that. And he'd get to the free throw line, he'd take his bumps and bruises and try to bit that score up, but be accountable and be like, I need to be better. I need to have a better game. I need to be the one that scores 30 plus points because otherwise we have no shot at winning. And I'm not going to be afraid when I shoot 
and miss or be afraid that I'm going to shoot and make it because there's a lot of pressure for guys that don't want to take that shot. LeBron James for a long time, a long time was given that kind of um, moniker, that script was hanging over his head that he would pass up the big shot. And last night when I was watching the game, it was kind of funny to me because they did this like really weird play to Caruso, who I love Alex Caruso. He's a hustler, but he's not the superstar. I think he's, he's definitely someone to help you get there, but he's definitely not the superstar. The team is that's Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And of course, everyone left Caruso open. If he would have made the shot, he would have been the GOAT, but he didn't. And then you had this out-of-bounds play with like two seconds. Anthony Davis nails it. Done. And what Anthony Davis said in the post game is, I need to be the one to take those shots. I have to be the one to take those shots. Win, lose, or draw, you know, make or miss, I have to be the guy because I'm the leader. I'm the leader of this team. I'm one of them because LeBron, it means a LeBron team until LeBron says it's not his team. And that's only when he retires or leaves, or leaves the actual team. But Anthony Davis is being groomed to be that guy in Lakerland and to be a vocal leader. And you look at that kind of idea and you flip it onto a team like the Clippers that again, this on paper looked great. They were predicted by many from experts top down that they were the deeper team. They were the more complete team. And you had guys taking days off for load management. You had guys taking personal days just because they didn't want to practice. And we can go in the whole Allen Iverson thing. It's just practice. Um, but remember, Allen Iverson carried a 76ers team to an NBA Finals and was one of the best scorers that ever play basketball. I think he probably would is probably your top three or top two scorer of all time. That's how much I love Allen Iverson. But it's the thing is, is that you had the this Clippers team that was great on paper, had all these expectations and didn't worry about it and said, we're going to be fine. We don't care where we get seated. It doesn't matter. And in the bubble, you know, home court advantage doesn't matter. It didn't. It doesn't at all because you're just still, it's like playing a college uh, basketball tournament. You're just still in the same arena. And so the Clippers had every advantage in the world on paper, according to the stats and according to analytics. And this is why I, I, analytics are good for a baseline, but they cannot be your holy Bible. And if you're listening to it right now and you work in a job that uses analytics and strategy, that's great. But remember, superstars win the championships. Good people get the work done. Not just computers and analytics and Excel spreadsheets. It's just not how it works. People make the world go around. And so the Clippers, when they got, you know, when they clipped and <laughs> the Nuggets did their thing, the Nuggets showed off heart and resiliency, not giving up, not hanging your head. Win, lose, or draw, the Nuggets stayed the same. They stayed the course. That's Mamba mentality right there. Staying the course through adversity. Working ridiculously hard on your game, knowing that you're going to give it your all right now. And win, lose, or draw, you will come back with the same energy and be better than you were yesterday. It's constantly improving. Constantly improving. And not everyone has that. That's for damn sure. Lamar Odom, I'm sure, did not have that. But Kobe Bryant, you know what, knew that Lamar Odom needed to be a big piece of that, those two championship runs. He got Lamar Odom straight when he could. 
Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman was one of the greatest defenders of all time, rebounders, but you had to set Dennis straight. How do you do that? Michael Jordan would talk to Dennis constantly and figure things out. Phil Jackson had to, con- to, to let Dennis be Dennis, but also know that, hey, Dennis, this is the time we need you now because it takes a team to win it all. It doesn't, it's not just one individual. Naomi Osaka, US Open champion. I don't know how many of you watch tennis, but losing the first set in tennis is a death sentence. No one really comes back from that. And she did it. She wore a Kobe Bryant jersey at the end when she was taking pictures on the court. Mamba mentality. You don't give up. From your last dying breath, you still fight. And that is something that if you are a Clippers fan listening to this right now, you know, I believe there is no such thing. Your team didn't have it. The Mamba mentality. You didn't have the idea of we need to win at all costs. Let's go get this done. You quit. And you didn't set your sights high enough. Or at least Paul George claims that he didn't. But I'm, I'm trying to get this point across that there's this accountability for winning and losing. Doc Rivers wore it. He had accountability. He said it was my fault. And I, I really don't think it was. I think Doc was trying to wake a team up that had, uh, you know, Montrezl Harrell had a death in the family. Unfortunately, he had to be gone from the bubble for a second. Uh, Lou Williams had to just go to a strip club. He just had to and, and stay out of some games. So everyone was acting like this didn't matter. And how many times we get distracted at work or everyday life and we don't center ourselves and don't look at things that matter, important or not important things, right? That distract us all the time. But if you have a common goal and your common goal is to win an NBA championship, what the hell are you doing? Taking days off, not practicing, not showing up to games. Michael Jordan had this mentality that I'm going to play every game. Even if we had to play the terrible, terrible, like Seattle, not Seattle Sonics, they were pretty good back in that era. I'm trying to think of a team that was just really, really bad back then in the 90s. Maybe the, the 90s Clippers, like Ron Harper, Danny Manning, like just, they were okay, but they weren't great. And Michael would still play that game 100%. And he'd probably play 40 minutes too. Because he knew that someone up there in the rafters, a regular Joe or Jane, could only afford to go to one game a year. And they sat so high up that they could, everyone looked like ants. In the 90s, the Jumbotrons weren't as great as they are now. But he wanted to have that person's hard-earned money go to watching Michael Jordan play because they never, you know, how, how crazy would it be if you go to a game and you want to see the superstar and the superstar is taking a load management day? You know, Michael Jordan didn't do that. Kobe Bryant really didn't do that either. This load management thing, I think, hurts a lot of players because it gives you know, lacks chemistry. It sets a poor example. It's kind of like when you, when you're working in an office setting and you just never see someone around. Like if someone's, someone is around and doing their job and getting things done and being involved in meetings and things like that, that's fine. And then they're out because they have meetings. But if someone's just like not around or not available for you to talk to or learn from, then there's no point. Then there's no example that's set. 
you have to be a leader to inspire the people around you. And all the great teams that we have seen to win titles um, more than likely have a great leader at the helm, whether it's a great head coach, great superstar player, and then the deadly combination, superstars with amazing head coaches. I spoke about it on my last podcast that coaching in the NBA is very difficult. It's very hard because you have to be not only a really good strategist and adjust on the fly from quarter to quarter, I believe sometimes, to also a therapist and personality wrangler. That's a hard sell. Because football, you can be a strategist and not give a shit about people's problems. Uh, baseball, you're just a psychologist and making sure everyone's fresh for the grind and you pull some levers, but it's kind of arbitrary at that point. And basketball is just really difficult with that. It's really, really hard because there's these guys, they have so much control of the basketball and the scoring and their performance and their heads. You have to keep them level. And then you also have to come up with a strategy to put them in the best positions to the team that they're playing and then adjust on the fly. It's a very difficult thing to do. And that's why Phil Jackson was so masterful at it. I think that's why Doc Rivers is actually pretty good at it. There is something to be said about the fourth quarter. But I think Eric Spolstra is another coach that is showing me over the years that he is one of the greatest head coaches ever. Pat Riley is one of the greatest head head coaches ever. And that's because they are master strategists, but also master motivators and leaders. And they hold their superstars accountable. Great players want to be coached. They do. Whether you believe it or not, LeBron wants to be coached or LeBron wants to be challenged. Kobe wanted to be challenged. That's why him and Mike Brown or Mike D'Antoni, who just have a philosophy of like, shoot the ball, ask questions later, it didn't work. It didn't work in La La Land. So when you're sitting there and you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking about the Mamba mentality, it is predicated on, it's a book that Kobe had done but had an intro by Phil Jackson and had a forward by Pau Gasol, people that had played with Kobe. Pau Gasol writes in his forward that my life had changed. My entire life, not just my basketball career, my entire life changed. And of course, Pau got to know Kobe better in the later part of Kobe's career when he was chasing chips to get, to get at least close to Michael Jordan. I mean, he got five. At least he tied magic, right? But the thing is, is that Pal's life changed. Great leaders and great people that can motivate you and inspire you can change your life. And that's what Kobe did. Kobe was not without flaws, though. Just like any human being out there, no one is perfect. That's why we are human. We're not robots. We're not androids. We are human beings, mammals, flesh and blood. We make mistakes, genuinely fuck up. That's what we do. But to be able to take those mistakes and learn from them or to be able to hold yourself accountable from any sort of things that fall, fall away, that is the mob mentality because it just takes a stronger person to admit their faults than it is to have someone just being, look at all my success and look at everything I've done. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Well, why aren't you doing that? It's easy to point fingers when you're on top. But when you're climbing the mountain or you're at the base of the mountain where you just got knocked off, it takes character to actually admit where you made your mistakes. And the fear. People are afraid of a lot of things. They're afraid of each other. 
they're afraid of people they don't know per se in different classes like class systems um or even neighborhoods or cultures and you have to just let that stuff go because what it does is it's it's uh limiting it limiting you it's it's uh, stifling your growth because you want to be able to know about as many things as possible see different walks of life as many as you possibly can see and understand just a little bit of why things are the way they are. We're trying to constantly understand and get a grasp on life. Why wouldn't you want to know about different things and different cultures and different ideologies and have discussions about those things? Because I'll tell you this, when you're on a professional sports team, there's, or, or you're at work, you know, if you're, you know, diversity, inclusion, whatever, it's just a lot of different people all at once. Some you like, some you don't, but you have a common goal and that's to win, whether that's winning championship or winning in sales or winning in the best strategy that you think can do to sell your product or just winning with your product, winning with whatever you, the hell you're doing. Even if you're listening to this right now, working at a McDonald's, you want to have a good day and just win a little bit and compete and be like, you know what? We had no fucked up orders today. In my shift, no order was messed up. I would pride myself on that. For the six months I worked at McDonald's, I was like, you know what? No order is messed up today. No one's, you know, hamburger without onions. No one's putting onions on that bitch. You know, those little things that keep you mentally engaged and keep your competitive spirit up. I know not everyone has that, but that's something that you, you should be doing. You should be better than your last. We're all trying to upgrade on this earth. We're all trying to be better human beings, you know? And that was the Kobe thing. That was Kobe's idea of the Mamba mentality. Is even if I take 50 shots and make 10 of them, I took them. With, and, and I took them the same exact way, without hesitation, with reckless abandon. And I took them because I needed to. Because I'm the leader. Because I'm the guy. And that boils down to Derek Fisher or Robert Ory back in the day. Or now Anthony Davis has this mentality and they wear those black jerseys in honor of him, uh, Kobe Ryan and Gianna. Um, Gigi. And it's tragic. It's tragic what happened. It was sad. It was definitely a preface for this whole year that's just been uh, an awakening of human existence and what is important to you. And I said when this pandemic had began, or at, at least the lockdown and the country started shutting itself down, I said to take note, take stock on your friends and your family because this is a wake-up call. And if things really, really hit the fan, who would be your people? Because this isn't that bad. I mean, people are, are passing away, unfortunately, and there, there are some things that are going on within that. There's racial injustice in the streets and protests that have gone awry, people being killed, but that happens. That that's happened over the course of our history. But you will see true human beings react when they are pushed against the wall. You will see true character when someone is pushed against the wall or their back is into a corner, right? And that, how are you going to fight? How are you going to be well-equipped to handle those things? 
That's something that Kobe taught me. Kobe taught me this big thing about loyalty to stick to a team for nearly 20 seasons, to be one team. Now, he did want to leave because the team around him wasn't set up to be successful, and Dr. Buss had to wake up. And I know Jerry West has come out and said that he didn't go to the Clippers. He was so close to just going to the other locker room in Staples Center, but because, of course, uh, Sterling was a racist, we know that, and how horrible that man was, that Kobe decided to stay. And Kobe stayed for forever. But you see that kind of loyalty or a Derek Jeter, through thick and thin, those guys had ice in their veins. They have ice in their veins. Mariano Rivera, ice in the veins. Okay, I blew a safe. Whatever. It's not. That's just one out of 99. That's what, I, that's what I'm going to make it be. It's going to be only one time. One time out of 99. So that is the mentality that Kobe Bryant put into my head that I'm going to give my all 100% and I'm going to stay as loyal as I can. Now, if there are things not going right, we see this all the time with these players from any major sport. Who do they blame? If they hold themselves accountable and want to get better, you might have yourself somebody that's going to be a stud. If you have someone that just constantly blames other people or says we weren't really in it, blah, 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 <clears throat> Paul George, and then that goes to show you kind of their true character and their true nature. Guys don't want a big shot. They don't want the big moment. And so the Mamba mentality really, really speaks to that. But more importantly than wanting to take all the shots, wanting to be um, the baddest, most influential person on the court, or any of those kind of things, game time, rah-rah stuff. It's more about this. Think about it if you can, if you want to. How do I find my center? How do I find a good, solid foundation to where I won't be able to move that much if something disastrous happens? Be the boat on the shaky waters of the ocean. How do I get to that point? It starts with me. External factors be damned. It's all about me figuring myself out in order to be able to be like a rock. And that is the mom mentality, the work. It doesn't happen overnight and it doesn't happen without hard work and it doesn't happen without sacrifices. You know, I, one of the things that impressed me so much, it actually blew my mind in this book, was the Kobe schedule. You know, starting your day early. You know, if I started at all, I get a few hours of rest, maybe four hours, and I get back to the gym around 5 to 7 a.m. So if I started at 5 a.m. and went until 7, I could go again until from 11 to 2, and then 6 to 8. By starting earlier, I set myself up for an extra workout each day. Over the course of the summer, that's a lot of extra hours in the gym. So at the same time, starting early helped me balance basketball and life. When my kids woke up in the morning, guess what? I was there, and they wouldn't even know that I had just finished in the gym. At night, I'd be able to put them to bed, and then I'd go work out again during my own time. And again, it's my own time, not theirs. You have to be an adjuster. You have to adjust your everyday life to whatever your life evolves into. And that's, that's part of it, the training. That's just a little small example of training to get to where you want to be. Now, you're not a professional athlete. Um, then you have other things you should be training on. And working on and, uh, and that's hard I get caught up in it too so I hope you enjoyed today's podcast about the mom mentality 
continue to watch the NBA playoffs. They've been fantastic. Um, I thought it was going to be Celtics Lakers. It's looking more like it might be Heat Lakers, but again, the Celtics series, Celtics Heat series is not over. And also, we're going to get some baseball playoffs coming up soon. So, hope you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, RIP Kobe and Gigi, uh, you are in my thoughts constantly. And uh, to Vanessa Bryant, my, my best vibes and thoughts and prayers, I guess, out to you for the strength and the things that you have been able to endure this year. I cannot even begin to imagine. We miss Kobe every day. Los Angelinos know how important he was to this city and how he brought this city together. RIP Kobe.